Hello, people. The the kettle has been boiled. The bag is in the pot. It's time to mash the tea. So, how are you all? But uh, obviously, I know you can't respond. But I'm just putting it there. How are you all? It's a lovely blue sky this morning. I've got um, a lovely big pot of tea on the go today because I think this conversation needs a big pot. Um, it's a conversation that seems to be split. Um, and understandably so. Uh, I think a lot of people don't want the change or in general we don't like change as it is like human beings are creatures of comfort we like what we know and we don't like what we don't know um so as say also the people who follow this there's a lot of them who haven't helped the cause so we'll see how this goes and see how you feel but today's conversation plant-based I want to say diet, but that doesn't seem right. Diet, I have a word with diet. I have a thing with diet that diet seems like it's um, it's got so many connotations with it. If you say diet, people think, well, you're going to lose weight. But uh, going plant-based, I mean, you can do it to, to lose weight. But to me, plant-based seems more of a, a lifestyle change. Um, you implement it into your life, so it's now your lifestyle. So we're going to go with plant-based lifestyle. Because um, we haven't got time for what the what diet means. I mean, we do have time for it, but I think that needs its own conversation. So we'll come back to that. So pl- plant-based uh, lifestyle um, comes into several categories. So you got your pescatarians, which mainly plant-based, but they still eat fish. You've got your vegetarians, we all know, they, they eat, still eat dairy and egg and stuff, they just don't eat meat at all. And then you've got your vegan that doesn't eat anything that comes from an animal. There's also another one that people do, it's called lacto, I can't remember the last part, but basically they only eat dairy. So they don't eat eggs or anything like that. They just eat dairy. But I think that would come under the category of vegetarian. Right? Now, doing some research into this. um, Because I didn't want to come at you guys with stuff that is just my opinion. There has been an increase in uh, vegan food and uh, wanted vegan food. As well as fast food, restaurants, uh, supermarket lines. Um, there has been an increase of 128% over the last year. Um, this was all done by Vegan Review. So if you want to go check that all out, go to Vegan Review um, and they can show you it. It's one of the places I have looked at for research on this. There was a few of us. I'll go through them. So basically... but. Basically, the Vegan Review, which is the UK's version of uh, Veg News, um, they they said that we've had an increase of 120 128%. That's ridiculous, right? 128% increase. And I, don't, I can't say that would be all just people making ethical choices of not to choose to eat meat. 
they'll be also included for health reasons and 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 wanting to live a bit better because a vegan diet is the only diet that decrease and has been proven to decrease heart problems if you go vegan your heart will be better it has been proven by many studies it is widely known and widely accepted so i could understand why if people have not just doing it for ethical reasons but for doing it for health reasons one that springs to mind to my mind straight away is kevin smith uh, he has a podcast called uh, vegan abattoir with his daughter although to be fair it's his daughter's podcast he just does a little bit of talking at the beginning of the end and she does some very good interviews um and they do it because she's been doing it for ethical reasons he's been doing it for health reasons so that you get the both both views of what entails to be a vegan um there is on the ethical side there is the idea that being a vegan obviously not eating meat and not eating anything that comes from an animal would help with the the way animals are treated um because there's such demand it means that there's mass farming which means they're not always treated right uh one that another one that comes to mind is the saint helen's farm um St. Helen's goat's cheese that one of their farms was a video was put to, to out there to the public a video of how badly the goats were treated on one of their farms. It's not pleasant viewing so if you want to go check it out please do. You can see how they were treated. Uh, to be fair St. Helen's farm is investigating everything that's going on so hopefully and they've stopped taking from that farm so hopefully those animals but well, my fear is no if they don't take from that what happens to the goats that's just my idea but there is there is that idea of we we eat so much meat that we can't keep up with that demand and it's it not just how the animals are trapped what space takes up how much looking after they need do they get the you can't say that every animal is treated well if they have so many and not enough people to look after them and not the right people to look after them um it just is sorry i was thinking back with that video it's horrendous i love goats i i was raised with my granddad at times for well, I was raised my mother, but um, I spent most of my childhood every holiday with my granddad, and he had goats, and they were always treated so well. So to see what happens on a mass scale was quite horrifying. Not I want to say not every farm treats their animals like that. I can understand that, but it's happening more and more. And also that that three out of the four pandemics or possible pandemics three out of four of every pandemic should i say is is caused by cross-contamination of animals that should have never been together so you took look at wet markets in china like obviously that's the major thing at the moment 
but there are farms, like any market that you go to, there's so much of animals that have been, you wouldn't think they should be together, have been together, and they cause the the microbes and all the, 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 the diseases that one animal quite healthily holds, if it's put into another animal, it's not so much the same, and it mutates and changes, and we as humans are the ones that are creating this because we want the meat, we want we want to do, we want the meat, we want to try these different things, and but we want it conveniently. We don't want to go through the, the rigmarole of having to go to separate places, so people bring it to one place, it's all these animals are getting mixed with each other when they really shouldn't, cross-contamination of each other's illnesses or whatever. Because in, in animals, certain diseases, certain bacteria are supposed to be there. Right? It's just supposed to be that's what the part of the animal is. But it's an animal's disease. It wouldn't affect us normally if it was to do it in a in a ethical way of going to wherever that animal was. It wouldn't cause us any harm. It's when it leaps to another animal that it's not supposed to, and then it changes to us, so it's had a byproduct between it. Um if you want to go check this up, you can because you can go to the Centre of, of Disease and Prevention of diseases um, if you uh, just google center of disease and pre- prevention you'll be able to find this out another one that has um where you can find that out is animal rebellion also there was something in the independent um something about protest where um, animal rebellion because they feel so strongly about this <clears throat> and fair play i can understand why um they did a protest in trafalgar square and turned the water red um, signify that the government has blood on their hands for what they're choosing to do. And the reason why they say that the government has blood on their hands is what a lot of people don't realise is the government subsidise, so bear with me, I am dyslexic, some words do not come out right, subsidise the, the cost of farming, that's it, the cost of farming, animals um, they basically the government put to us because if you're from the UK I'm not entirely sure how it's done in in America but in the UK we have uh, in schools we have free milk um, for certain ages and then you pay for it after that where the kids get a carton of milk um, and so they use it for that then they've got the meats that they use in schools they've got meats that in in general the government will fund and has funded the meat industry for quite some time. So that's putting the demand even more. But because obviously the government wants stuff cheaper so it can get stuff out to people more, um, as well as, let's face it, they want it cheaper because it's for their own pockets. And they'll say it's funding. I have an issue. I also don't think this is the podcast for it. Um, how the government is run in general is for another day. Like, I have my issues, and I don't think neither left or right have got it right at the moment. As much as I would go more towards the left, I don't agree with either of them or how their tactics have gone at the moment. But as I said, that's for another day. But because it's subsidised by the government, um, and if you don't believe me, you can go check it out. They, there are government-funded schemes for farmers. You don't even need to go that far, like... You could just Google government-funded farming 
and you'll be hit with thousands of 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 you're going to get people who are going to give their opinion i'm not giving you my opinion i i, I just said that to you i won't give you my opinion because my opinion is my opinion um i give you these ideas to google so you can make your own opinion of how it's how it's done so on, because it's government funded it leads into the cost issue the cost issue is that because it's government funded meat is cheaper if you was to go for a like for like a like for like like so if you wanted uh, a burger then like for like the plant-based version is going to be more expensive simply because it's more expensive to to pr produce it's still processed food no, no matter how you shape it huh it's still processed food um and the difference is is the cost of meat overall is cheaper so when you're doing everything to process to put it all together it means that that plant-based burger or plant-based sausage if done like for like is going to be more expensive because the factories that are producing the meat ones are government funded and i'm not talking about your little butcher down the road because if you look at your little butcher down the road you know we all know if you go to the little butcher down the road it costs more than if you go to the supermarket is the quality better? Yes. And I bet you any money they could probably tell you where that meat came from. Most local butchers. But if you went into a supermarket, it's much cheaper for those like 10 pack of sausages. Look at value sausages. They're, they can't be that possibly that much meat in them. But because the production of them all the way through the line was so cheap and funded that they can give you a pack of eight value sausages for like a quid or so. And that's, they can't tell me that's anything good. Now not to, not to side solely, I want to keep this as unbiased as possible, is that I don't agree that processed food in general is any good. It's not part of a healthy lifestyle. I, I, I would say by anything, if you was to, with even with if you as a meat based uh, meat based lifestyle, then I would always recommend that you made stuff from scratch anyway because I don't think processed food is exactly the best. Like, don't negate it all, but it's not the best. But when you're coming into plant based diets, at least most of what's in a plant based burger is probably a lot better for you than what is in the meat burger. And because you have no idea what parts of the meat is in that burger. And that's another reason why it's so cheap. It's not like they're using exactly the prime cuts of meat to churn up to make into a to a burger. Nine times out of ten, when you get your packet of frozen burgers, uh, stuff in there you probably don't want to know. Well, let's face it. We were eating horse meat and we didn't even know it. So... The, there's a cousin to the cost so the cost of it is people always complain that the cost of a plant-based diet is too much but the problem is is it's because they're wanting like for like um and 
like like for like is always going to cost you more because what you're trying to do is replicate something that is not possible you we in the meat area and the meat lifestyle these things are a solid staple burgers sausages um you know these 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 bloody turkey drummers they're a part of a, a lifestyle that you've accepted as me and so has the government for its funding so has people in general we've also mass learned how to mass produce it so you can't use you can't go like for like on a plant base and expect that same that same cost because the demand is not there if we was to which is when we see the increase of 128 percent of 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 plant-based foods on the increase means that the demand is growing but until that growth has come through it's the like for like it's never going to be as cheap now you can worry about how what what happens when it gets to that point you know are we going to still see the same problems we might see the same problems of the increase of processed food being pretty crap but essentially no animals are hurt in the making of it um but also, if you was to not go like for like, and just choose to make your own stuff, it's actually pretty damn cheap to be plant-based. Even if you're just going vegetarian, it's very easy and cheaper to just to remove the meat. You can do a vegetable curry for nothing. Rice, beans, and all them lot, they cost pittance. But the idea is we should always have meat in our diet. And we're told it's healthy to eat meat. But it's not. It's, meat is something that we was told was healthy with us. You can look into the research about this. We was told it was healthy for us because... It was something that we wanted and something we could make money out of, something the government could fund. But we could live quite well without it. And I know people go, but we, we're supposed to eat meat. If you look at our bodies, to a certain degree, we weren't supposed to eat meat. We've adapted our body to learn to eat meat. And in many ways, for many people, that has helped them. I'm not going to deny that. But our intestines alone was not designed to have be solely meat. Omnivores, true omnivores, are solely meat. Are solely meat. Are heavily meat. Why not? Otherwise we wouldn't have a huge array of foods that outweigh outweigh we've we've in evolution we have evolved to know that we have hundreds of thousands of foods if you was to remove meat that we can eat but we have been conditioned to accept that a meal isn't a meal without some form of meat around it now this isn't me being biased towards a, a plant-based lifestyle this is me just telling you the case of we have when we look at family ideas and all that lot we look at the fact that you have when you have when seeing advertised uh, 
I'll get my voice out. When you see an advertisement of a, of, of a family dinner, there's always some form of meat. You don't see the same with a plant-based lifestyle. Uh, we ha- When we're told for barbecues and family get-togethers, there's got to be meat involved. Or at the very least, cheese. The very least. And I, as I say, uh, this is not me being... Biased. This is me saying, just pay attention to how the attitudes around it are. Because that's the big thing about attitudes of, towards being plant-based is that there's so much of the attitudes and emotional connections that we have for food because those family meals that include that meat are connected to our emotions. When we think of a roast dinner, a Sunday roast dinner, you look, when I look back at my Sunday roast dinners, the family was together, was it perfect? No, but we sat and ate our meal um my my nana would cook a lovely meal for us and it would be a time where we sat around the table and we might not talk but we'd sit there and we'd enjoy each other's company or on a saturday night when my dad used to do a, a roast pork sandwich it was a time that we all got together and we sat down and we looked forward to this pork sandwich that we'd have every saturday night there is an emotional attachment to the meals that we remember because they make us feel good. But it's not the meal that's making us feel good, it's the memory of the meal that's making us feel good because of how how we've made an attachment to it. So when people go plant-based, I believe it brings up a lot of emotions that you're sort of like shunning your past, you're getting getting rid of your past and getting rid of those memories and nostalgia is one of those fantastic things of when you look back you only generally remember the good unless you've been traumatized and that's i'm not obviously that's a different matter but when we look back nostalgia seems to only highlight the good and it never seems to highlight the bad so that's why you remember the happy meals you don't remember the sad ones um and when you turn to somebody and say you're going plant-based, whether that be pescatarian, vegetarian or vegan, then it I feel that it brings up this emotional reaction like, oh, what are you going to have for Christmas dinner? Well, last time I checked, meat was just one part of a Christmas dinner. Or, well, what are you going to have with your roast? Vegetables? Um, what are you going to eat when we go out? A, a vegan burger. Like, there are options. There are options, but the reaction is of a, of disgust. And that disgust reaction is because they're disgusted with the idea. And disgust isn't, it doesn't have to be like, oh, it's just at the, they're, they're disgusted with the idea of, of turning away from these things. There's disgust as in like, oh, something makes you feel sick. And then there's the disgust of a concept that is makes you against it. It brings that mm. kind of feeling. And basically, you can't... Meat is so integrated into so many cultures, so many family attitudes. But we live in a culture... Now I know in many other there's many cultures outside of Western world 
where they, when they eat meat, they use every part of the animal. And I highly respect that because they don't live in a city, but they don't waste. And from my own experience, my granddad used to raise goats and he would completely respect them. He would respect that he only ever used them for milk, um, sadly, but only only use them for milk. I don't like that. The idea, I'll, I'll come back to why is it, but he only used them for milk. And basically, I saw it come straight from the goat to the fridge and how well those animals were treated. Um, and then to know that that's not the case. I also saw the, the butcher who literally came from the farm to my granddad's house. And you knew exactly where his meat came from. I grew up with that, but we don't get that in the cities and stuff like that. Or in many places where they use, people say, oh, you shouldn't be eating meat. And like certain vegans say you should be eating meat in general. But with them, I can't say I disagree, but I can't say I agree at the same time. For me, the issue I've always had with the ethicalness of it is if you choose to eat meat, do it in an ethical way. Or well, just lately I've had, oh, I used to be very different, but. We don't, we don't check where our food comes from anymore. We just accept that it's in the supermarket and, and done. Whereas if we were to really look into how and where our meat comes from, we're very disassociated from, uh, from the animal itself. We keep dogs as pets, but a pig is fine to make for, for pork chops and bacon. Where do we draw the line between what animal is okay and what animal is not okay to eat. This is a problem when people are looking at China, we can't eat dogs, they can't eat dogs. But if you was to be raised in China, eating dogs would be absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. And parts of China, not all of China, there is just parts of China that eat dogs. Not anymore, apparently. I think they just changed the law on that, but I'm not entirely sure. But in, again, if that's the case, why do we draw the line at a dog, but not draw the line at a, a pig or a sheep? A pig's heart is it can be used, and pigs in general can be used to help us learn about our own body. But we've used them in that way. But that's a bit scary to think that we're using something that has a heart relatively the same as ours. Is that any different? Also, why did we deem that cats and dogs are fine to keep as pets and we love them, but a goat is just an animal on a farm? Why did we determine that we don't eat horses? Because obviously we all know about the scandal with the crispy pancakes and all that lot. And why did we determine that it's not okay to eat horses, but it's perfectly eat, perfectly fine to eat a cow? Where did we draw the line? And it's, I've come down to the mass production. And they're not cute enough. Everything that we've set is a, is a structure that we've set, it's a cultural structure that we've set. Because every, every part of the world has its own cultures and its own norms. 
um, and its own attitudes towards what food it, they eat. I mean, many places they eat insects without a problem. Now, if you used to do that in the Western world, they'd be like, what the hell is wrong with you? But that's what they do. But where do we draw the line? Where do we draw the line between what's okay? And I think a lot of the times that we don't make the association between what is on our plate and where it came from. And I think if we, a lot of the people, if we were to look at, they were to see this is the way these animals are treated because you want a burger, some won't give a shit. Fair play to you. If you don't care, you don't care. Most people are... I believe are innately good and don't want to see suffering. But if you was go right, you can still eat meat, but you've just got to show that you you've got to help with the investment in its ethical care, then I think a lot of people would make different decisions. But that's just my opinion. I know I said I've been trying to be a bit unbiased, but that is just my opinion. If if people actually knew where their food came from and how it was done, like milk. Milk is made by artificially inseminating cows to get them pregnant. Then as soon as they have the the calf, they remove the calf and then they take the milk. That milk is supposed to raise a 200, is it 200, maybe more, pound calf. You, was it 2,000 pound? Either way, 2,000 pound, but either way, it's supposed to raise a calf, a cow. Yet, we get disgusted with breast milk that is designed for us. How did we make that disassociation? How did we make that the concept that an, a milk from another a species, no less, that is supposed to raise an animal that is triple our size, in some cases, especially weight-wise, is absolutely fine to drink, but the milk that comes from our own breasts is not fine, even though it's absolutely designed to make a human stronger and healthier. How have we made that disassociation? Now we could come into the concept of the idea of we've kind of sexualized the breast and all that lot, and that's a lot to do with it, but we're gonna stick to this topic, shall we? but there is a lot of emotions and, and and attitudes and cultural ideas and norms that put towards the difference between what we eat on our plates, where it comes from, and why a lot of people choose to turn a blind eye. We've all heard that I'm an animal lover as they took it into a, a a a beef burger. Oh, I hate the way they're farmed. Well, chowing down on a KFC bucket. I'm not judging you, I've done that plenty of times. But my I my idea my my reason for saying this is how can you truly love animals or hate the way they're farmed if you're not helping the system by seeking out ethically sourced meat to stop them and the way they're treated. Nobody's telling you to not eat meat but thinking of where it comes from is a different matter. So, it kind of leads into other places. If we've seen an increase of vegan foods and plant-based um, options, we've also seen a rise in the fast food ones. 
right? We've all seen it. KFC's got a vegan burger. Um, burger King had the Impossible, or is it the Beyond? I'm not entirely sure. I know. No, I think it's Impossible. Um, but is it truly vegan? It's plant based, but is it truly vegan? And is anything at fast food restaurants now? Again, this is not me saying that you need to go to fast food to, to try all these. It's uh, because at the end of the day, processed food and fried food is not good for you. It clogs up your arteries. No judgment if you try to. And if you try, you never know. Swapping out for a plant-based might be the new thing you do today. But um, for anybody who is a vegan, I would suggest that you be careful with some of the fast food restaurants. Because there is... in. In the UK, the UK and the US are very different on their rules, so you would want to be very careful. But I know in the U, the US, they haven't been separating their plant-based foods from the fats of cooking of what they've cooked meat products in. Um, and I know that the fries in the US in McDonald's are not um, vegan because they use beef seasoning, if I correct. But this is the thing, it's like, you would think fried, at the very least, French fries would be vegan. And in the UK, they are, because of how they're cooked, they are vegan. But they're not in the US because of what seasonings they use. Also, in the UK, we are more likely, more likely, more likely, but don't, to cook it separately, not just for the fact that we um, we have more regulations about keeping that separate, but also the idea of allergies because plant-based foods um, could um, contain stuff for allergens like nuts um, and other things that cause allergic reactions. So we have to be more careful on how we keep things separated. Um, but there was a whole thing in America where KFC came out with their version of um, chicken pieces. So it was plant-based chicken pieces. Chicken, I use air quotes. Um, and the issue was, is yes, they were plant-based, but they couldn't say they were vegan because they were fried in the same fats that uh, the chicken was. And a vegan can't do that. So they had to call it plant-based. Now, I can understand that other, like they're trying to get people to, like the demand is high so they want it, so do, but it kind of negates the whole sector that you're aiming towards. You're aiming to include vegans and plant-based people, but you're still using the, using the things that they can't, so they literally can't have it anyway. So you've you tried to include, but you've excluded at the same time. How hard is it to just keep one fry station? And if you know anything about fast food restaurants, they have a fry station. McDonald's has several for their fries and stuff like that. One fry station that is just for plant-based stuff. It's it's not hard. It's really really not hard to just go. This one is for fries or whatever, and we'll put the plant-based stuff in there simple but it's they've i know in the uk they keep stuff more separate you still have to check because 
just because it says it's plant-based doesn't necessarily mean it's vegan. So if you are vegan, I would suggest you check or ask if it's fried separately before you order. And you'd be surprised how many will come back saying it's not. So I'm, I'm just going to put it out there for you. <clears throat> I know the, the KFC's burger here is vegan for sure. Um, because it's it's cooked separately. But not all restaurants and all that lot. The only one in the UK that is certified vegan is the McDonald's Veggie Dippers. They're the only thing in the UK of fast restaurant, fast food restaurants that are along the lines of Burger King, McDonald's, KFC and all that lot that have the certified vegan stamp on them. So just because none of them can truly say that along that line and other restaurants when you get a bit high class they can but along the line of a fast food restaurant they're the only ones that have to date that have the vegan sticker so the verification sticker now i've probably bombarded you with quite a lot of information but i just want to get this one in because this one um this one boggled my mind a little until i really thought about it but cruelty-free does not mean it's vegan. People get that one confused quite a lot. Now, cruelty-free means that there is no... If something says it's cruelty-free, that there was no testing of animals in the process of that product being made. Now, as it stands, the only soup, the only cosmetics in the UK that or brand shop that I know that is fully... Uh, high street one that is fully cruelty-free is Superdrug. I'm not entirely of the rest, but I, I would class them like, you know, how boots and all that lot. Um, I'm not entirely sure what it is in the, the no, this, yeah, the Superdrug Body Shop. Um, but obviously I think people know Body Shop is Lush. These are the brands, but the high street brand that I always think that people don't realize is cruelty-free is Superdrug because they, they see it in the lines of, it's just one of those you nip in Lush and, and then like they're more of a, a Lush and Body Shop. They're not, they don't really cater for the cheaper brand. Whereas I like the idea that Superdrug is a cheaper brand and does cheaper products, but it's cruelty free. All of their things have the cruelty free sticker on the back of them. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily ve mean it's vegan. And you should really check this out because just because it does, they don't test on animals doesn't mean they haven't used animal byproducts to create the item in the first place. Because we have come to the point where now where we know basically what is safe for humans and what isn't. Because we've done enough testing on animals to say that we know what is, what is and what isn't. It's any time we add a new chemical and we don't know it's safe, that's when people tend to test on animals but we already know enough and enough that we can evolve from the stuff that we know is cruelty free to not test on animals so i don't feel like in this day and age and this is something i do feel strongly about and i am going to be biased on there is absolutely no need now to test on animals when we have enough to know and enough knowledge to know what is safe and what isn't and let's face it if we want to have makeup to make us look prettier fucking test it on humans what's wrong with that you know, you want you want that lipstick? Well, how much do you want it? Uh, sorry. 
just my beef with that. Uh, beef. Um, but it's still not vegan. Um, it will tell you on the back. And if you go and Google, Peter tells you, um, and a few other places will tell you what brands are vegan and what are not. It's it comes in handy to just have a look. Um, as I say, there are many many websites dedicated to updating you for what is cruelty free as well as vegan or what is vegan not cruelty free because you can have vegan and still be cruelty free uh, not be cruelty free interesting right so it doesn't have any animal byproducts in in its making but it's still tested on animals so you've got to they're not they're not these two are not inclusive of each other they do have they you can have one without the other so if you are choosing to be vegan I would double check on everything because you'd be surprised how many things get negated. Um, also, people have a thing with honey, um, whether or not it's vegan or not. Personally, I don't believe it is, uh, especially how bees are treated in farming. They clip the queen's wings so she can't fly away. That's how they create um, honey and then like basically do some form of I can't I can't remember what they said but basically make it so that she's constantly producing babies and so then her army is created for well creating more honey um I, I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's right I think that's the problem with this is we wouldn't need so much of people go so heavily on plant based if we are making such a big thing of it if we were just not so all in on meat, we're not supposed to be all in on meat. We're supposed to have a balanced diet, but we see the increase of wanting meat that our diet, we've ignored our own bodily cues for wanting an apple, wanting um, wanting fruit and vegetables, a, a, a diet of grains. Meat was supposed to be, when it was first introduced, was a tiny portion of what would make you want. Because we were listening to our bodies. And now we don't listen to our bodies. We just shovel our food in and hope for the best. We've all done it on a lunchtime where we're just like, I ain't got enough time, I'll, I'll shovel down a sandwich. We have no idea what, what's gone into making that sandwich. From the bread, how it's created, to how the meat is sourced in it. Because let's face it, supermarkets sliced turkey is not going to be of any nutritional value. It's not. You might say, oh, it's got tomato in it. Mm -mm. One slice of tomato does not make it healthy. My opinion is, is I've, I'll give you my opinion as we come to the end now. I've given you all this information. Now, if you want to go check it out, check these people, check these things out. There's, a, I say, a vegan review, veggie news. There is, there, there is, um, Animal Rebellion, Peter, I, I agree with their cause, I don't agree with their methods, but sometimes you have to be extreme to get things done. Uh, if you don't, if you want to look out about the reason for pandemics, I say um, Center of Disease and Prote uh, Prevention, Google them. My opinion is, is We've got to a stage now where we are not conscious of our food in the Western world. If we was more conscious about our food, whether or not that would be where it's sourced, how we eat, when we eat, what we eat, 
and how it was treated in the process. We would be more conscious of, we would be more understanding and possibly to a certain degree, maybe help be sourced for and pay for better foods. Now, I, I know that comes into the concept of then you've got to think about um, classes and money and, and all that lot. But you can make a, a delicious vegan meal for nothing. For, for less than nothing. Rice is cheap. Pasta is cheap. Tinned vegetables, frozen vegetables. I can understand the resistance. But is your diet making you better or making you worse? It's up to you to decide this. For me, I've been, I went veg, uh, vegetarian in February and I've had this pit of guilt every time I've ate cheese and I can't help it, it's something, once you've brought an awareness to something you can't unaware it, it's like once you've learned something you can't unlearn it and this is the issue. Um, I've chosen to go vegan for August and as much as I say it's probably going to be the month, I kind of know where it's going to be longer because I've made that connection of where my food comes from. And if we lived in a place where we lived in our little villages and every part of the animal was used, sourced, looked after, I don't know if I would feel the same way because that animal was ethically looked after by the village. Not one part of it was wasted. And we didn't over, overeat it because there's so much meat that's wasted. So much meat that's wasted because we waste a lot in the Western world. So an animal would die to be wasted. A life would be taken to be wasted. Now, for me, I've always thought you should respect the animal. Now that I'm aware and I've chosen to be more aware, I can't unsee the stuff that I've seen. And I have seen some horrendous stuff because... I've researched this podcast before I've, I've spoken and I'm not here to judge you as a meat eater I'm not telling that you should become plant-based I'm not saying that you should never you're a bad person there's many militant vegans out there that says you're a bad person for eating meat I think if we were to just be a little bit more conscious I think things would change massively if you choose to be vegan or you choose to be vegetarian, more power to you. It's not a light, it's not an easy life, especially when you have to go against so much and go against the grain because it's now is a and not only that, but it's not just that it's not now it's seen as a, a, a an occurrence, but we've got militant saying about militant vegans or or it's the piss is taken out. You just have to look at TV for how people take the piss out of vegans and vegetarians the concept of oh how we you get your protein we create our own protein but we source that how we put our food in helps us grow that protein within ourselves look at if you want to go if you want more information and want to you know just to take a look into plant-based lifestyle how about there's a uh, netflix documentary or documentary if, you, if it's not netflix anymore called the game changer the strongest man in the world at one point was a vegan don't tell me you can't get protein. 
and is strong enough without meat because he was a fully fledged vegan and he was the strongest man in the world. But I'll leave it to you. This is information I'm just handing out to you. You have no judgment on me from me. This is not, not this is not me telling you how you should and shouldn't live. This is just me giving you information. It's up to you what you choose to do from there. But the tea has been drunk, was successfully mashed and drunk as we were speaking. I hope you have a lovely day. And you know what? It's time to put the kettle back on. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all.